That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, I was thinking about memories of past shows uh, recently. And one popped into my head that was so good is when we had David Crabb on the show and he talked about when he was like 15 or 16 years old and he like uh, didn't know how to mix up the chemicals to mop the floor and he created a little Chernobyl. The little Chernobyl was... And and woke up in a parking lot after he had mixed up the chemicals. He was cleaning motel rooms and blew himself out of a motel room (laughs) with his toxic (laughs) chemistry set. I mean, the shit people have told us, I I go always like way back to like when Jason Wolfolk was on the the episode and he talked about the dishwasher who he's convinced was like a Cuban operative um, (laughs) who just like one day got the call put on his sunglasses, walked out, and no one ever saw him again. But he had been like a perfect employee, never said a word. And then it's like the government called and he immediately went into assassin mode and and left. Time to roll. (laughs) Time to roll. Oh, my God. I know there's so many. There's so many memories of 200 episodes. I also remember the time, uh, the first time Henry Zabrowski was on that, like, uh, Brian, we thought Brian had COVID, but he didn't have COVID. So we had to, like, record in separate rooms. Do you remember that? Oh, Henry was on. Henry, uh was over at our house. This was pre-COVID time. So but it was after the second, second time. time. Then it was the second time. That we did yeah, it. yeah, 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 for sure. One of the times, whatever. COVID times when Henry was on. Then like, uh, I, you guys thought I was being too loud so I had to record under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. I was, there was, it would have been fine. <laughs> and then I actually, I, and then I, then I fucked up and didn't record into a full microphone. So it was a total disaster. But, you know, it was fine. We, we cover our bases best we can. Here's one more fun one. Um, is you, me, and James Dunn during COVID times, uh-huh. I think, doing the, the history of cocktails. Three-parter. The three-parter. Um, that part is, I mean, those three, co- those three cocktails, those three episodes are so fun and amazing. But while I was sitting in the window recording with you all, a bird flew straight into the window smacked and killed itself and like fell down and I, and I was just like ah! um I was just like okay. we were like just keep going just keep, keep going. going you're Let's a professional so good so good oh well yeah. a little insight there on uh how the how the donuts are made. Uh, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. Oh, boy. 200 episodes strong. All the memories flooding back. This is 201. I know. Which feels I, older than 200. It's like when you're like, I turned 40. And you're like, wee. And then you turn 41 and you're like, oh, no. Uh, yeah, I just turned 45, so Great. I'm doing a bit of a... Oh, no! I don't know. I think 46 is... Ah! Well, 40, 46 is no going back. Um, We celebrated by bowling. No one uh. seems to have COVID, even though we were sticking our fingers in bowling balls and then right into the big pile of nachos, which I was like, I'm tired of being scared. This is how I like to live life. Uh, Fauci never said that COVID <laughs> lives in bowling ball holes. No, so. he didn't. He did it. It was good. No, it's more like if you're trying to get like hoof and mouth disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, to to be fair, to be I do though, I blow my hand off on the fan before I bowl. So I feel like it just like blows the oh. germs right off of my hand, you know? Really? No, it's to dry them off. It's to keep them dry for, for to get better sweat. grip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I um, was more I was very concerned because my fake nails were coming off left and right. Uh, <laughs> and the ones that stayed on, I was like, there's absolutely hot 
nacho cheese underneath them because I'm not used to having long nails and they boy do they really get a lot of shit underneath them so I was jamming my little fingies it was more that I was doing the bowling ball dirty not Uh, the other way around uh, you know what I'm saying I got it I got it totally but either way you kicked all of our asses like Thank usual. you. The Glasgow Thunder came out of retirement for one night only. Uh, Almost tied you. I, Almost. I was one point, oh, yes. One point absolutely. behind. So. That first game was totally. It was neck and neck. Absolutely. I was really Gla- hoping, you'd, I was hoping you'd win. Glasgow Thunder and Whiskey Storm. Uh, we, we beat the boys. We beat our partners, though. Oh, yeah. We kind of kicked their asses. I mean, so. uh, yeah, of course we did. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian, who's listening right now, editing this. Sorry, I'm going to always win. I'm an Aries. And that's how I like to play. Um, well, the minute the minute Sean saw that you were like, you know, I, I told good. him I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, Sean, you know, I was like, they bowl. And I was like, Andrea has her own bowling ball. Oh, and yeah. Then I, right. Which you didn't bring, but that's all good. But I, I think so. Sean is an Aries too. So the minute he saw you knocking pins down and then me knocking pins down and then Brian had a really first good frame, I saw him suddenly turn into like, dun, 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 He's dun, like, it's dun. all a montage from here on oh, out. He, yeah, he went hard. He likes to win. But it's he so good. Well, good. I would like to bowl again and thank God yes. for bowling. And Once it a month, seems please. to be a dying like sports especially having arenas to do it and alleys to do it and at least you're in los angeles you know i don't know yes. how it's going where you guys are, are living um if you are if you're flush with bowling alleys god bless god bless do you work at a bowling alley we want you on the show oh yes we do oh, yes we do yes we have sweet sweet dreams of opening up our own bowling alley god wouldn't that just be a dream brooke just to it's, have, like, it's not it's on it's, my it's on my vision board, honey. So yeah, yeah, great, great. Well, speaking of vision boards, and speaking of a headline Headlines. that I brought, where, can you believe this full circle story you found when we did the rundown of Cracker Barrel? I, not- I really was like, we we thought the Cracker Barrel wasn't doing well, right? We really thought, and they Cracker weren't. Barrel, no, they were not doing well. So this week has announced that the new face of Cracker Barrel <laughs> is friggin' Dolly Parton. Coming in to save the day, you know, and to be honest, like, because Dolly is a progressive, but she's for all the people, but she makes it known that Mm -hmm. she's an unapologetic progressive, but she also loves you too, you know, right? it's great. Like, you don't have to be a progressive, but you have to love Dolly and love, you know, love what she's about. And so I do like that she felt really okay being aligned with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, she's coming in to be the the new campaign face for uh, and promoting the restaurant's rewards program specifically, uh, which I don't know. I mean, I assume you have to go there to eat to get rewards, to, to get points to for the rewards program. Um, and it coincides with the campaign launch of her rock album, Rockstar, which is to be released November 17th. And I have heard a few tracks off this already because I'm a fan. And there's some really fun covers, you know, going on. Um, but it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like, you could rock like Dolly, enter a sweepstakes. And there's like okay. Dolly part and like rock like Dolly t-shirts you can buy in the gift shop. Huh? Which we Perfect. love a gift shop. See, I mean, I still think this- that they should put the rocking shares in the restaurant. I'm standing mm-hmm. by that statement. Or at least the bar should be lined with, with uh, <laughs> rocking shares. You should be able <laughs> to just plop down in a rocking chair for a good two hours and drink real stiff drinks out of a mason jar. Imagine if they had high top rocking chairs. (laughs) I'm imagining. Uh, My birthday card from Sean had Dolly Parton on the cover of the card, of course. Very cute little card. Very cute. And let's be honest, Dolly is a brilliant entrepreneur. Yeah, she really is. I mean, you you know how I found out that this was happening? From a pop-up. <laughs> Amazing. Like, like a pop-up ad. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, obviously, my computer knows me well enough to be like, we're going to give you, we're serving you Cracker Barrel pop-ups now, bitch. Uh, but like, I was like, wait a sec, huh? It went away in a flash. And then I was like, uh-oh, this is about to be a story that we're going to tell on the pod. Um, yeah, great headline, it, though. It It's so good. Yeah, because they, it's, they had no spokesperson and apparently no 
ad campaigns or commercials with anything recognizable. And so then re- they realize they get the feedback. What do you do with the feedback? Take it constructively and get Dolly Parton on board. Well, what's really interesting, too, is like you've got like both ends of the spectrum because you've got Dolly doing Taco Bell and then you've got Dolly doing Cracker Barrel. And those oh are my pretty God. vast differences. You know, it, I, I think she's really like, I'm just going to like get everybody that I can. I, I mean, Team Dolly, everybody's on. That's the Team beautiful Dolly. thing about her. And let's be honest, you know, a lot of parts of this country that like the Cracker Barrel off the interstate and the Taco Bell off the interstate might be the big food options for some people. So, yeah. you know, like, yeah, way, way to go for her to be, a, you know, roadside attraction, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Uh- OK, well, let's jump into this next headline. This one. Just found to be pretty interesting. Um, So Shake Shack recently announced, uh, this is according to Thrillist, by the way, announced a a change to its menu. um, But basically, they're going to start using Zero Acre Farms oil in fryers rather than soybean oil. Um, And so naturally, I was like, well, what's the difference between this? So Shake Shack touts the sustainability of Zero Acre Farms. Like many food businesses, our menu items depend on natural environment so we can continue to serve our guests the food they love. Okay, great. Um, It's why we continuously explore new ways to reduce our environmental footprint, including partnerships with companies like Zero Acre while creating sustainable food solutions. So it makes its cooking out of oil out of rain-fed sugarcane plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and the company says it requires 99% less water than olive oil and 87% less than canola oil, which McDonald's uses and Burger King uses canola and so- soy oils. Um, so yeah. And the company also knows that it's not, uh, unlike the annual monocrops used to make most vegetable oils, sugarcane is a perennial crop, meaning uh, harvesting sugarcane is like mowing a lawn instead of ripping a plant out of the soil every year. Right. So sustainable fryer oil. Yeah. And that at first I thought this article was more about like, it, is it toxic to workers what they're boiling, you know, what is bubbling in a fryer? And no, it's actually more about sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, the, 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 Long-term effects of someone who stands over a fryer all day is having clothing that smells. Dude, exactly totally. Like I'm like, it's going to smell um, nice and sugary at the end of the day. I, I doubt right? it. Um, I, I do. I am wondering about taste. You know, is it going to taste the same? Will it taste a little different? I assume it's probably going to taste like regularly, you know, pretty um, much the same. Well, as much as everyone dogs in and out fries, uh, I'm not into the Shake Shack crinkle fry either. So I may never know. I may never know. Wait, are, wait. Do you are you gonna dog in and out fries? Or do you like in and out fries? N- no, those aren't those aren't my favorite either. But neither are Shake Shack fries. Oh, great. Um, I mean, I think I, they're totally different. I'm like, what are we talking? You turned a corner, no, bro. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just saying that like everyone dogs uh, in and out fries, and I'm also here to dog uh, the Shake Shack fries as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, I get it. I, I I get it. But this is a, but, this is a really good step. This is a good step in a good direction. You know. Well, because okay, so here's here's my takeaway from this article as well is I just assumed that I was never doing the environment any sort of good by choosing fast food period. Uh Uh And then now Shake Shack is leading by example to other big chains or they're a pretty small chain in comparison, obviously they're getting bigger every day. They're in every airport I've ever seen. now. But for fast service food in terms of what they're doing is they are now raising the bar and hopefully making a standard of more promises and more switches that uh, other companies can make to be more yeah, sustainable. So. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> factory farming is a whole different situation. You know, yeah, that, that's a we- whole... Yeah, now let's worry about the meat uh, next. But anyways, it's anyways. a start. Anyways, yeah, I think it's a great start. So, all right, well, here we go. I guess I, we got to go to Shake Shack and try the fries at some point, even though you won't like it. I mean, I no, I eat them every time, but I'm always like, these are my favorite. And then I just slam the whole thing into my mouth anyways. But I know. Speaking of which, we went to the In-N-Out Burger on our way home from your birthday hang the other night. And it was some of the most perfect In-N-Out I've ever had in my whole life. I just Wow. We chose Tommy's Charburger and, uh, no, not Tommy's Charburger, Tommy's, the the original Tommy's. Oh, the chili chili cheese fry place. We didn't, we, I don't know what we did, but we were just like, we don't want a chili burger. Like that is fucking disgusting. So we just opted for a plain cheeseburger, which I don't think they make very many of. And they were 
real bad. We should have just gotten chili cheese fries. Yeah, that's like the only thing I've ever, I think I've ever gotten there. But whatever, whatever, whatever. When in Rome, when in Rome, baby. Tommy's famous chili. Order the order the chili. All right, all right. Let's get into this uh, beautiful server. Submit it. A story. Wonderful. All right. I this is our friend Luis who uh sended 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 <laughs> was kind enough to follow up with some additional stories ever since he was telling us about the, you know, one of the punk kids who ran out of his diner's style job mm-hmm. and then uh basically got like blocked by the MMA fighter uh female mm-hmm. MMA fighter server. Take it into that. like the, the empty part of the restaurant. <laughs> um, so anyways, he's ready to dish on this. And this is oh, this is so much to deal with. He's ready to dish on the job that he told us as of three weeks ago that he loved. And now he's there with the complaints. It only takes three weeks, folks. <laughs> All right. So here we go. That's the service industry for you. Okay. Hey, guys, I would have loved to have written back sooner, but the manager life is horrid with long hours. Man, he just found that out. That's so interesting. All right. So I know I said I have a lot of stories in that breakfast diner I used to work at, but I decided to send you guys this story from my new job since it was the first time I have dealt with a lying customer trying to scam us out of more than $100 worth of seafood. All right. All right. This is a really thing. So this was back before I became a GM when I was a mere shift lead earlier this year. On this particular night, we had fired a creep that had been working for us for a few weeks after receiving five complaints in total against him, accusing him of sexual harassment from literally all the women that worked for this particular store. (laughs) No good. He had come in for his shift that evening, uh, but he had then gotten a call from the GM telling him that he had gotten more than one complaint of sexual abuse. He was fired, leave, clock out, whatever. So it was a steady night. I was trying to figure out how to clock this motherfucking harasser out on the POS. Oh, because he had left. He left clocking, clocking out. out. Yeah. So he's he's stuck out there, tr- you know, trying to clock him out. Um. Then all of a sudden, a woman comes in. She went up to the other register and proceeded to order two shrimp burritos, two lobster rolls, a lobster and crab grilled cheese, and a few other things to go. I was busy going through the POS to see how to clock out this guy, so I was only half paying attention. To be honest, I was actually feeling pretty lousy. Sure, this perv had it coming, but it's still something I didn't like dealing with. So after the lady ordered, asking the cashiers what their favorite dishes were, she brought up that she had placed this exact order to go and that her husband had been given someone else's completely different to-go order. So when she called us back to complain... Somebody had told her she would get the exact same order for free of charge next time she came in. Cashier looks at me, both of uh, both of them naive high schoolers, and wait for my response. So still feeling shitty and having only paid half attention, I just mumbled, sure. So they put the order through. Once it went through, the lady went to sit at the other side of the restaurant. After I finally figured out how to clock out the recent fiery, I walked by the other register and saw the list of items and price and told the cooks to stop what they were doing right away. And I walked to where the lady was sitting to get some more information. I asked her what day the incident happened, and she said two nights ago. This night was a Friday, so the day in question had been a Wednesday. The GM and I both worked that night, and I do not remember such a call. Giving her the benef- benefit of the doubt, though, I asked for the name they used when placing the order. Lady thought for a minute, then said, uh, either Ben or Tyler, you know, or like Mary or Matt or like like John or Ben. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sketchy, but sure. I went to the office computer, went through all the orders of that past Wednesday. It wasn't very busy that day, so I didn't have to go through a lot to find that there were no to-go orders under Ben and or Tyler. Not knowing in my, now knowing in my gut, this bitch was lying. I called the GM to ask her what to do. After hearing what I told her, she told me not to give this bitch anything <laughs> and, to, and to send her on her way. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not the best at dealing with people, especially when they're being difficult. So when there's a chance to put in place an unsatisfied customer who is trying to scam us, I jump at the chance to do so. Walking back out towards the lady, I inform her that not only were there no to-go orders under either name, there were no to-go orders that were higher than 60 bucks that night. So there was like no lavish seafood order that had multiple lobster rolls and shrimp burritos. 
she insisted she did call and she talked to someone who said could have the order for free. I told her that both I and the GM were there that night and that neither of us took that call. And if someone else did tell her that, that they most likely didn't have authority to do so. So we weren't going to honor that offer. She got upset, asked me, how would you feel if you placed an order and got a completely different one instead? I told her it'd probably be a bad experience. <laughs> but since there was no proof at all they, that they actually placed the order, couldn't do a thing about it. Now, if you're like this lady trying to scam a restaurant for free food, the one thing you don't want to try and do is bargain. Once she saw that I wasn't buying her bullshit, she asked if she could at least help. Like, could I just have one shrimp burrito and one lobster roll? Oh, my God. What? What the fuck? I know. When I told her absolutely not with a stone face, she gave up. She grabbed her bag, asked for corporate's number. When I told her I didn't have it, she asked for my name. In Utah, if you're in a limited restaurant, which is a restaurant that also serves alcohol but with very limited capacity, you have to wear a badge that says certified alcohol server. Oh, that's crazy. I forgot Mm -hmm. that. And has your name on it. So, of course, I was wearing mine. Grabbed it, pulled it up to her face to show her, and she walked out. Never heard anything else about it, which I'm sure I wasn't going to, but I always think about that night. Pretty ballsy to try and scam lobster rolls out of a fish place without any proof. But I'm sure there are people who have fallen for it. You guys did an amazing job with the street vendor episode with how many people talk down on street vending. It's always nice to see allies of the down of the downtrodden. I'll try and send more stories whenever I have the time. From Utah, Godspeed and good tips. Your pal Lou. Wow. I mean, you know, like there's a paper trail everywhere now. You can't Ev- not everywhere. Like, like I was at work yesterday and we were trying to figure out like why we couldn't find a certain peel, right? Like, where's this new peel that came in? And then I then I was like going through inventory and I was like, wait a tick. Like we have way more of this than that. And then I like I was like, well, let me just go back through the invoices, which are all computerized now. Like and you, they go back months and months and months. And like I found the answer. Like you, the detective work is not hard. You know what I mean? Like no. And obviously, like Lou knows what's up. Like did did what you're supposed to do. But it's like who, this lady's a dipshit. <laughs> well, and I think she was like, if I just confidently. Um, oh, you got to be food. confident. Yes. The grift well, right. must have confidence. The, the grift, the grifter, as a grifter, from one grifter to another. <laughs> I um, love how your grifter's got an accent. <laughs> she she does because she does not want to be caught. Um, <laughs> no, but I will give her a point on this where she ordered the food, probably uh-huh. hoping if they didn't believe her. It would like already be made. made. Uh huh. And. A sort of thing. So that was definitely a little ballsy and shitty. But once the guy was paying attention, her food got yanked off the yeah, or, you know, totally. whatever happened. Or like, or the kitchen gets lobster like, rolls to eat, you know? <laughs> I know. And for me, I guess because no, I'm not a grifter. That was my grifter personality. But anytime <laughs> I do have something where I was wrong and I'm coming out, coming, you know, to try and correct it. I'm always like, hi, like, ah, this was kind of crazy, but you did say this. I know. And I'm just, Sorry. I'm, but I know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just a, a groveling turd always in those situations because I just want them to know, like, I'm not trying to do anything sneaky. And then, yeah, that was ballsy. Yeah. Real ballsy. Um, also, but- a crab and lobster uh, grilled cheese. Yeah, right. Hi. Awesome. Raising Hello. hand. Kind of like to come on sourdough, I would just assume. It has to come on sourdough, I, right? I hope does so. Does it have a cheese sauce or is it just regular cheddar cheese? Mm. Lou. Oh, no. Get back want, at us, Lou. I know. I can't just Google a menu right now, but I would. Um, <laughs> well, but, we don't know what it's called. So. Yeah, we don't know what it's called. I'm we're, look, you know, I could get, we're, I could do my own detective work. We'll, we'll figure it. We're going to figure it out, Utah. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. You lie. You lie. Um. Anyways, so this is just another quick little part two of our server submitted stories, if you will. Uh, we got a really great contribution from a new listener and friend of the show. Her name's Deborah Muggerini. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and start calling you Dr. Deb. Dr. Um, Deb. Dr. Deb. She does counseling for servers and gives advice for servers who are struggling with burnout in restaurants, which I thought was awesome. I saw her title of what she did. I was like, hello. I was like, if you have any interest, would you like to, you know, write a few things that we can give advice to our listeners and we'll dole it out for the next few episodes if you need it. Maybe Brian could do like a special 
um, kind of like corny. Sure. Um, advice column. Adv- advice column music okay. underneath this. I will write um, this down now. <laughs> perfect. Um, but I love this. So we're going to do a few. We're going to do a few. Um, a few moments and a few uh, bullet points from this longer piece. You ready? Cue the music. All right. So your burnout is telling you that change must be made to your life. You cannot let your life continue in this way. Does this sound familiar? Lou, who is already stressed out, being a manager, working terrible hours? Anyways, okay. Don't think that just surrendering to it for a while and letting it pass and then returning to life as normal is going to cut it, okay? (laughs) So, number one, here's a little advice for you. Everyone, feel free. Take out your notebook and pen and write it down if you're feeling burnout or if you're afraid it might happen in the future. Number one, first, identify the the stressors that tipped you over the edge as well as the unhealthy coping strategies you may be using to avoid stress. Look closely at your habits, attitude, and excuses. Andrea, can you relate to that ever? I mean, uh, for me, it was, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, uh, I've had a shit night. The kitchen was running behind. Uh, all my tables were sat and camped all night long. And in order to get, you know, I could have made more money. And I'm probably just going to go get drunk at the bar to yes. alleviate that, right? That That is something we've talked about multiple times mm-hmm. that will very quickly get you on a path to burnout is because you just don't have coping mechanisms mm-hmm. when you choose to uh, solve all your problems with being smashed. So at, we as servers, we've been there, we've done it, we get it. So if you're trying to make a change for us, for me personally, or you, like there was a point when I was just like, you know what? I need to get a little healthier. Maybe not go out every night. So and right. I feel like, I feel so, like okay. number two. Uh, yeah. Number two. So brain two and three. How about two oh. and three? Oh, okay. okay. I'll do both. Uh, yeah. Brainstorm changes you can make to that specific area of your life to reduce the stress level of it. I get hmm. that. You know, a lot of that times mm-hmm. I'm just like, I need to do better. I'm going to start exercising in the morning. I'm not going to be such a see you next Tuesday at work uh, to my coworkers anymore. I'm going to be a team player. I mean, that's just a little brainstorm that I'm, I just probed. I probed it for you. Absolutely. And may I suggest we'll go the extra route because I used to be a brainstorming professional. People used to hire me to mm. brainstorm mm-hmm. and, um, if you want to keep it the simple route and just open your notes app on your phone and be like, what are some ways to reduce stress? Go for it. But if you really want to give yourself the space, go get a, even if it's like a big piece of printer paper, even if you go and get one of those 99 cent poster boards from the drugstore, go get a marker and just like write it big, make your list keep stuff like that underneath your bed so you can pull it out and reference it <laughs> your bed all right yes. number, number three seek <laughs> help with it from others uh both trusted friends and or professionals i think this is huge uh strength in numbers especially when you're trying to set some shit straight in your life you know um yeah this is great i mean whether that's a coworker you're in cahoots with to like do better or you know Finding someone like Dr. Deb to help you out on the regs. Yes. And, you know, I think we keep learning over and over again that uh, many of us have a bit of a can-do, take-on-too-much attitude, people-pleasing, and it's okay to be vulnerable if you're really, really struggling. Being vulnerable is not as scary as it feels, and asking for help is not as scary as it feels. Um, Because she goes on to say habitual burnout can quickly turn into a nervous system breakdown, can completely get on board with that and the moment that 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 happens is the moment when the stressors you were experiencing uncover your deepest fears so true the fight or flight might kick in which is usually feeling unsafe in some way so if you're at the point where you're experiencing burnout the time is right to discover what those fears really are and to address those fears directly when you feel capable great i thanks dr deb (laughs) shit This God. is great. Sage advice for wonderful on many different levels. You know, I, I also realized too, like if if you have some server advice. 
to dish out versus a story, like some tip or trick that worked for you. Um, also, feel free, along with all of your crazy server-submitted stories, to send them to sideworkpod at gmail.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, let's dive into the topic of the day. Um, This kind of came about, you know, it's fun when we think of topics. Like, they're usually inspired by articles. It's the smallest thing to be inspired by and then we're just kind of like should we just talk about this briefly but nine times out of ten we're like this would make an amazing like whole episode um so today 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 <laughs> we want to talk about when restaurants go viral all right so it's you know, a thing that happens it's now totally a thing you know restaurants and bars they clamor for some type of fame or recognition mostly from the craft and product that they've worked really hard on perfecting you know in the past that's mostly been dictated by journalism through critics you know which we've talked about before word of mouth is a beautiful thing um yelp blech, and the dreaded however many stars they give here give to your restaurant or you know trip advisor which i just think that's something your parents use right <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't I don't mind a Google review. No, no, I like a Google okay. review. I didn't even mention that. I just think I I think TripAdvisor is just funny to me. I just am always like, yes. why, why am I like why am I directing directed to a TripAdvisor? And Should it's like, I you know, bust out the Fedors? Yeah, for sure. Remember the old Fedors guy? I remember Fedors, the Zagat. Uh, the Zagat uh, Michelin Guide. There's a lot, right? There's many ways to get recognition and fame in restaurants, bars, establishments, the, the type of place we're talking about. But now motherfucking TikTok is where it's at, all right? Especially when it for, you know, for creating overnight and instant fame for some places. But the question is, Brooke, is this a good thing? Oof. I'll immediately come out of the woodwork and say, like, if you're a regular or a local and this happens, you're going to be pissed. You but be let's pissed. go on. Okay. So there's a difference between wanting to go viral, right? And having no choice right. in the matter. So wanting it takes creative marketing teams and social media right. teams who can speak the language of apps of Instagram and TikTok. And maybe the Facebook. I don't know. That seems again a parental thing. Even though I'm like a 44 year old woman, I'm like, that's a parent thing. Uh, but you know, but it's a whole journey for some spots to require, you know, to 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 get followers. It takes lots of time and money. I don't I don't really want to get into it. Just Google how to go viral as a restaurant and you know, let well, let your games begin. And you and, and I are have tried to, you know. We let's be honest that it is. I have finally rolled over and stopped being a bitch. Like it does take a professional to do it. It is so much mm -hmm. dedicated work. It is a very valid career where you would get hired and we all see it. We all know the fucking rollout that's coming on Instagram when the, um, what is it? The 16 post, you know, each square builds up to one big image and they do that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when things open for the first time and it's like, right, right. When teasing. restaurants open. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so they they work out so that the grid always remains like when you scroll up, it's just this huge like they're like, look at how creative we are. We use like, you know, 
Anyways, it looks like a big captcha. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it is. It, it, it's yeah. I I don't I don't mind that stuff, and it is it's fun. You know, it's it's like you have to like make your mark. You have to put yourself out there. Yes, but you know it is. You know, but it's like how do food influencers come into play too, or TikTok right. influencers come into play? And but I what I'm like, talking about though is like there's the difference between paying for social media marketing mm-hmm. because you're new, right, or because maybe you rebranded, or maybe you're just sort of like hey not enough people know about us very valid very great way to get people interested and hopefully you realize that like if it works you are prepared for the influx totally and then the other side of it the right? other side of it i think is more like someone comes to your place they make a video your shit blows up it goes viral and before you know it it's a runaway train so first Article. This is out of the LA Times. Um, so basically, how food influencers food, uh, food influencers can make or break your restaurant. Um, so this article says, uh, in more than twenty years, twenty years at his family's restaurant, Joel Gonzalez had never seen anything like it. Around six p.m. on uh, March twenty second, twenty twenty one, he looked up to find a line stretching out the door of Morisco's Corona, the Van Nuys restaurant he runs with his sister. For the next two hours, the siblings did their best to manage the surge of customers eagerly requesting the restaurant's signature dishes, agua chile stuffed avocados, and surf and turf burritos. And he says, oh my God, we had such a rush until closing time. We'd never had a line out the door like that before. The next day, Friday, there was another line, and the onslaught of customers continued through the weekend. The restaurant's Instagram account gained 5,000 followers. Gonzalez ran out of avocados. Eventually, his refrigerator was empty, and he could not open on Monday. All right? So what he didn't know when the crush started... And why it started is that Ashley Rodriguez, a 29-year-old food, in, flu, food influencer. What if um, someone was a flu influencer? Yeah, he's a flu in- influencer. <laughs> I'm influencer. Like, um, I'm hi. I'm an influencer. So um, known as at First Date Guide on her social channels, had posted a 42-second TikTok video featuring his soon-to-be in-demand dishes earlier that day. So viewers got a glimpse of avocados overflowing with citrus-drenched seafood and a giant grilled burrito stuffed with shrimp, carne asada, and fries. And at one point, she poured an entire cup of red salsa onto the burrito and took a big bite, nodding enthusiastically. So just like a trusted friend who wants you to know about a new restaurant you have to try, that's what she was going for. So the video attracted over 200,000 views overnight and hit 1 million in a week, all right? And eventually, one of the customers told Gonzalez... But that's where they had, that's why they were there. They had seen the post and that's when they put it together. So this is the food influencer that basically you can hire to give you hits. Okay. So she came in weeks before the surge. Gonzalez had DM'd Rodriguez on Instagram, inviting her to try his food. And then she explained that her rates range from 1500 to upwards of $10,000, depending on her following and the platform and where the business is, you know, looking to be featured. So he agreed to pay $1,500 for that one video. And then it was kind of the thing that's like, you make a wish, but you are, you you won't know when I come in and you won't know when I post it and you won't, you know? So he paid $1,500 and then $40 for her food. And that is what happened. And he said, if I could tell any restaurant owner, he said it was totally worth it. For her to come to pay the money to have her come in to have the blow up that like they had is it, I'm wondering because I can't log on to this L.A. Times article because I don't pay for it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so I was just like, I'm just going to believe everything you're reading. To me. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but has the surge continued? Was there any comment on that or was it things, just like a two week burnout? I think things you know? seem to be going pretty steady. You know, if anything, he said it's good exposure and that like they're still getting like good you know, along with they're still seeing a good influx of like new young people, which, you know, I think especially yes. if we're talking about a restaurant that's been around for 20 years, you know, right. you need that like right. you need that like that young that young blood to come in. Um, But yeah. And then she said that she always says she's a food blogger other than a food influencer because it makes people feel better, <laughs> which I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. girl. I totally get that. I mean, but I if mean, she's seriously changing restaurants for the better, she probably is worth every penny, you know? 
and I love that too. And, and she's, you know, she's willing to, it sounds like be reasonable with her rates based on where she's going. You know, we all know the margins for restaurants that maybe are not doing as well as they hoped um, are usually mm-hmm. slim. So if they give you 1500 bucks, that's all they got, you know, that's for these smaller chains. I do um, wonder it what off. 10K gets you. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go check out her. She her puts a burrito in her butthole. Like, I, I don't know. No, what that gets that's you. just a different restaurant. It's nothing like that. Oh, boy. That's a, that's another website completely. That's the what's that one? Fan, only fans only fans That's, only burritos and butts only burritos and butts there 10k guys <laughs> oh my I, I would lord do that for 10, you would I put would. a whole burrito in your butthole for ten thousand dollars just a little bit of it but if you had to would you okay but like i guess are there parameters on the rules like do you have to like well boof? no one needs you to have to boof me. a burrito burrito boofing burrito boofing brooke <laughs> uh, let me think about this i'm 45 i've got mm-hmm. a reputation upkeep what about like what do you mean <laughs> so whatever book you figure it out with your butthole if that's I what you want to do with burritos but I, I mean whatever whatever gets the rent paid you know what i'm saying um okay so let's let's move on um to you know are these tiktokers who are blowing these places up in it for the food yes we have people like ashley who are in it to help people, but then we have people who are just, you know, going in and doing it for the lifestyle branding, right? Right. So if you pop over to off the New York Times article, if you can't read that one. No, I can. This one. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Yes, I'm good. I didn't hit my okay. 10. Okay, great. So with the New York Times article here, this article is about a restaurant in France, this Parisian restaurant where this couple uh, opened an ice cream bar with natural wines called uh, Fouderiol. Um, And specifically for parents to come and drink wine and bring their kids who can have beautiful homemade ice cream. Everybody wins. Kids are welcome. Um, you know, it's very European where kids like or kids where customers fall out onto the street. They're sitting like on the sidewalk. Right. Drinking out of like adorable little like vintage wine glasses. They're, they're in a the- beautiful city square and someone's yeah. playing, you know, an accordion or something. Typical French shit. So this summer, they had to take measures to manage crowds after their small business experienced and an unsolicited wave of TikTok fame. So owner Jessica Yang says they don't even taste the ice cream. <laughs> all right. They're a social media conscious crowd, you know, and all they do, they just they let the ice cream melt into a pool in the sun while they're taking their selfies and they're doing their videos next to it. I Because they're I'm- all about the lifestyle. I'm looking at the photo that is the one featured at the top of this New York Times article, and I would say more people are posing than there are true people enjoying. (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. I want to kick everyone's ass. So according to this article, it was uh, late April that the Daily Line began to form outside uh, of the storefront as business grew in popularity thanks to TikTok. And as spring bloomed into summer, they saw a record number of tourists traveling to Europe, which we know has it's since COVID, there's been a huge right. boom of European travel and the lines became longer and longer. Throughout June and July, tourists and content creators flocked to the spot, waiting for hours on its otherwise quiet 11th... Uh, I, I mean, it was a quiet little street and they waited forever. Um, and basically pissing off locals, um, eat, you know, people eating on curbs, eating ice cream, you know, from still coops, smoking cigarettes, swigging wine. Basically, it got so out of control and people got so pissed off that they banned eating outside and they had to bring a bouncer in to control crowds. Wow, that is so crazy. A bouncer for an ice cream store. Wine shop. And they just wanted to be like a cute, they have like a Michelin star restaurant they run down the street. There are new parents and they were like, this, these two chefs that run it. And they were like, what if we just had this cute place that we would like to have just to serve, eat ice cream and drink wine and it could be a cute neighborhood spot for families. For families. And um, instead, you just have people who are like, content. Hashtag content. 
Yeah. And, you know, just mucking it up. And and truly, it's like, it's not even that. It's like, because, of course, too, it's a beautiful French, like, it's adorable as hell, right? And so there's, like, cute little graffiti and wonderful things written on a beautiful red side of the building. And so instead, you've got all your fashion TikTokers who are like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even here. She's like, they're like, I booked this wall. I booked this wall from three to three thirty, you know, and I'm yeah. going to lean against it. And no, we're not going to go in and order anything. Or if we do, like you said, you're just going to order something, let it melt and create food waste, which I also feel so enraged by. Um, but it's it's attracting all the TikTokers, not even just we both said TikTokers. So TikTokers. Weird ways so many times. Now. TikTokers. <laughs> and in, it's hard to say. And influenzaers. Um mm-hmm. And it, they really, they they themselves, they feel like a pandemic happening. You yeah, know what I mean, I'm saying? They're they going viral, so it makes sense that we would screw that up, <laughs> you know? But they're saying it's like, you know, it's like you're running a marathon that like in flip-flops when you get there to like make sure everybody needs their shit. And then at the same time, it's like you're at a photo shoot the entire day. Right. You know? So it's really a lot. Um, <sighs> I would really think that it is a lot personally to have to deal with that you know and and like we said it's not good for your regulars it's not good for your neighborhood you're going to end up pissing off the neighborhood pissing off the locals with stuff like this when it's not your intention like this really had nothing to do with you it's just people swooping and they like decide that you're it and then you're it and i i like when i was doing the research on this episode i was like it's like you're you're just a boat lost at sea and you're just being fucking tossed about in this like churning, crazy, like madness of a storm that is social media, right? Like this is what can happen. Social media, like I said, ever since I, I the kook slam comments have tapered <laughs> off a little bit because there have been like five new posts. I didn't purposely do that analogy because of kook slams, by the way. No. That's just where my brain went. Like, But, <laughs> but just when you, when you catch the internet's attention, it, is there's a reason where I, I used to laugh when um you know popular people were like I'm taking a break from social media you know because they would catch backlash mm-hmm. and I am now sorry uh that I felt like that was lame because me on a small level just the attention you catch worldwide you're like here's a guy from Borneo telling me to kill myself you know and whatever yeah. and you're just like this is over like nothing but then think about your livelihood your business and then so what we haven't necessarily gotten into yet if if it's just like restaurants have supply chain needs and margins that they're used to and so then what happens if a tiktoker blows them up and you're not prepped for it is then everyone who didn't get what they wanted in line going to negatively review you and take your right and it's very specific menu items that they're blowing up too, right? right? It's right. like it's not like the whole menu. And according to this mashed article, sometimes TikTokers are they dream up wacky secret menu items that they don't have that, or they they just like expect, you know, expecting poor, overworked, minimum wage employees to memorize complicated formulas. This pretty much only affects the fast food industry, uh, which, you know, specifically when it comes to this, not so much on fine dining. Although, you know, there's some people like that are gussing up. There's a $28 gussied up butter board in New York City, Brooke, that got like all like TikTok famous too. And it's like, people are getting their, you know, I thought you'd appreciate the butter board. I do appreciate um, a butter board. We're now representing butter boards. But, you know, even fucking st- Starbucks baristas are basically being asked to make like the everything drink. And they're like, how can we put like every single drink into one drink and then make it? And then it goes viral and the people come in and they're like, I want this. And then just like, and they're filming. I don't know, it's too much. I mean, it makes me crazy. You do just really long for the quality of Anthony Bourdain. In terms I know of someone telling know. you, you know, like they're going deep, they're they're doing the travel more than for a photo. And it, it's not like, again, like it's cool because I was going to say, you know, obviously my interests and my algorithm push me toward food centric things and food centric journalism, because that's what we are sort of in the, you know, the scope of mm-hmm. food centered right. journalism. And 
you know, so for me, once we decided we were going to do this, this post, I was just like, okay, so this place called Bravo's Charburgers in Inglewood here in Los Angeles just got a big blow up. Um, on a site called Hungry in LA, 136,000 likes, which is like, okay, they're like an old burger stand in Inglewood, which I'm hoping most people won't make the journey, but we've learned they will, right? Um, and you're like, are you ready for the crush? Because I, they had not paid for the influencer to be eating there. Yeah, they just like, they, and they probably were like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. Like, until, yeah. He was just undercover style being like, I love this place. They noticed he was video, you know, like taking a video of himself. And then she came back, the the owner's daughter came back, remade his food and plated it where she's like, oh, make it like, if you're going to do social media, that would be so nice. Like I plated it. And he's like, oh, you didn't have to remake everything. Her little act of replating and remaking it without her knowing, I'm now thinking like, well, A, I want to eat there, but I don't want to be an inconvenience. And you're sitting here going like, I'm so glad I learned about this. I wouldn't have known about a place in Inglewood and where to go get exactly what I'm in the mood to eat. Yeah. But also, are they about to get crushed? You know? Right. No, I I completely agree with you. I think that... I do think that there is like a beautiful, great part to like spreading the word to like these unsung heroes of the culinary world, right? Yes, and if, yes. and if TikTok is doing that, fantastic. If you're showcasing a great bartender, if you're showcasing an awesome server and telling stories, there's so much good. But there's along that is the yang. There's like the shit with the goodness, you know. Unfortunately, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to Japan in like a year and a half. I mean, it's still far off, but I'm. You bet your ass, I'm already like looking at places to eat in Japan and Tokyo when I'm there and being like, and bookmarking shit. You know what I mean? It's just, it's interesting to see a part of the world that you might not be able to see, but it's also, it's crazy because here's the thing about like TikTokers is like when the influence happens and then you see the person who's like your friend on TikTok, then you go there too. And you video yourself, like, you know, and I was going to say it before, but this Mashable article says too, it's like, they're just there to be seen. Like right. TikTok, they're they're there to be seen and record themselves because they're an quote unquote entertainer, you know, and it might not be like hearkening to like the best interest of the establishment. So, no, of course not. Because <laughs> when you're that young and it's about you, you there's a good chance you don't know a whole lot about what it takes to mm-hmm. make a business or a restaurant work. And it does make me not like settle for, cause like, like I said, I, I love a good review. I have accounts that I really appreciate, um, that turn me on to things that make me excited. Like you said, to bookmark it and check it out at some point. But it's also like this generation, it's not even about exploring where they're like, we just look to four people to tell us what to do. And I know that that may have been, to be fair, like what a food writer was or a food reviewer or whatever. But it's like, right. y'all y'all are welcome to make as many mistakes dining as we did and having hits and misses. Your whole life does not have to be made up out of the top place everywhere. It's like, be, like if something looks good to you, try it. That's how the rest of the world worked before this shit. And like, (laughs) I know I sound so grumpy, but it's like we had nothing and we figured out what we liked, what was good, what we wanted to go back to. And our form of currency was word of mouth or, you know, which is fine, but it does not have the reach that this does. And this is why places going viral is so weird and scary. Um, yeah, yeah, it is weird. You know, here's another a fun article also from from Mash. Uh, so sketchy TikTok trend that has Starbucks barista seeing red. This is like back to the grift, right? Right. So this is saying, um, yeah, we all love free stuff. But the, if it comes to the cost of getting someone else in trouble or possibly even fired, it's really not worth it. According to Yahoo, Starbucks baristas have been reportedly getting in trouble due to a new scam that appeared on social media platform TikTok. In two posts uh, on Reddit uh, board, baristas are claiming teens are coming in to try to request free drinks using other Starbucks employees' partner numbers. Okay. I don't know how they're getting them. The short video upload on TikTok, which is now deleted, allegedly told users to ask uh, for a receipt with their order, which had the partner number attached to it. 
oh, oh the employee. And then they go to other Starbucks and try to use that to get free drinks. Oh, my God. You turds. Okay, you guys are the free lobster roll and crab grilled cheese assholes of the world. Okay? Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, you're all grifters. No one's I mean, grateful for people like you. Let's be honest. I know. I mean, look, I, I'll, I'm, I'm all for learning about fun new shit on TikTok. You want, uh, you know what? And I don't know if have we talked about my favorite thing to, to watch on TikTok, bro? No. Which is birds talking. Uh, oh yes. Well, I'm, I'm the, like a good talking bird uh, all day. I'm all about a talking bird. You guys, uh, shoot me all your talking bird videos. <laughs> I. I can I be honest like TikTok is too chaotic for me so I usually notice and like like even Instagram videos that are talking this voice and here's let's let me tell you about my visit to so and so for seven and 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 you're just like what is wrong with you people it's okay the- to have a personality the algorithm do- like I know the algorithm is important but as far as I know, the algorithm does not reward doing that weird voice. It's just what your weird, young, strange people like. Like What I think is great about TikTok is it's like you can go down any rabbit hole ever thought about ever. Like you can go down and learn about and watch videos about any anything that, you know, any kink, any interest, any what have you. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. It's a wild place it's out there. But. In this instance, I don't like it messing with 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 our audience. I don't like it messing with our people. You know, no, definitely not. Just because another place that you know, uh, the Cafe Nito, which is like the beautiful, it's really close to you um, mm-hmm. on Hyperion, and mm-hmm. it's in like there's a bar called Tenants of the Trees, which runs during nighttime, you know, five p.m. till two a.m. But during the day, it's a non-affiliated pop-up in the back. That's like this beautiful tree-lined outdoor cafe. Where you sit on these beautiful tile benches. There's a That's big very light. Mexico City looking. Yeah. Very Mexico City looking. And you can go get a used book or a board game and they have delicious coffee, a really good, you know, ice latte. Go get yourself a simple sandwich. Someone blew it up on TikTok. You cannot get a fucking coffee there unless you go off peak hour on a weekday. Fuck your life! It's if it's the weekend. I heard they're gonna. I heard they're gonna knock the whole thing down and put up at a hotel anyway because wow. I work in the okay. neighborhood. So that's wow. what I have okay. heard recently. I got but the just, Silver Lake gossip, you know, right? But um, but just to be told. like, you know, for many of us, we have our go to. Like, if we're commuting, like this is where I pop in to get my iced coffee on my way to work or whatever. And I when couldn't. there's a line down the block, you would be so mad, right? I mean, look, I have been to that place. I went recently kind of like a ha ha, let's go at night. And they're very like, they like, there's, they make sure you're dressed fine. Well, that's in. the bar. That's when the bar is open. Oh, I know. But I was still But yeah, like, but the bar is also has like a lot of problematic charges of very um, problematic sexual assault that they're like um, anyways i know i know i know it's i know it's uh yeah i i just, just want to all have fun but i think this was really great to cover this topic because it's Agreed. wild out there Agreed. you know but i do think if you're a restaurant that like you do go by or, or, or a bar and you just just ride that way baby like try and manage it as best you can. And hopefully you'll come out ahead of the game. One of my favorite little gourmet shops down the street from me, which uh, is called Epicurus. It, I don't think we're going to blow it up in here personally. But, <laughs> Probably um, not on site. Um, yeah. But uh, somebody, uh, it went viral in, on either Instagram or TikTok mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Brian and I showed up like on a Saturday and it was jam packed. Um, they have all sorts of really fun shit. I'm going to take you there one day. I mean, they have so much tin. They have like an entire wall of tin fish, but they were cleaned out. And I was like, what in blazes? And then the owner, as we were in line, was talking about like they had gone viral and they were like, it's going to take us about three weeks to get everything back in stock because we're not used to this. No, which throws off a lot for them, probably financially, you know, to be able to get like all, I mean, it's European import. It's very small batch stuff coming from all over the country here. Like, you know, there's only so much that these purveyors are producing that they, and they, they're only giving like this spot so many things because it's all small batch. And so it's like, you know, it's messing and messing up the old line of the you supply know? chain. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll sell, um, maybe they'll sell some of our established in 86 t-shirts um, Ooh, while they're restocking. I'm going to go over. I just want some Olio Nuovo. Which is uh, we haven't talked about. Have we talked about how 
fucking expensive olive oil is right now. Boy, oh yes. boy. Yeah. Um, because because the, the seasons are all fucked up and off. And um, yeah. there was but, like, like there were too many heat waves when it should have been winter and right. too many freezes when it should have started right. warming up. And uh, hi. All so all, olive oil is a new sriracha. <laughs> Turns out. Guys, we're fucking everything up. Um, uh, on that note, on that on note, that note, we did it. Um, great talk today, guys. You guys, if you have any server submitted stories, please uh, send them sidewardpod at gmail.com. Other than that, Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed. Good tips, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Bye.